0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back on this edition of the Pat Miller program. Very glad that you're with us this afternoon. Let's do this. Let's run to Washington, D.C., and from there, we uh, talk with Philip Wegman, the Real Clear Politics uh, White House correspondent. Uh, Philip, good afternoon to you, sir.
1: Good afternoon. Thank you for having me, Pat.
0: We seem to be in the midst of a lot of things that keep showing up on the media. Uh, foreign agency drama, uh, FARA, which is a a, a, a Foreign Agents Registration Act, the Biden family, and a memo that reveals seemingly $20 million. Can you yank all this together for me? Where are we at in this?
1: So to set the table here, if you go back a few weeks, you and I talked about this, it was when Hunter Biden's defense team basically walked away from a plea agreement that the Department of Justice offered him on three charges, two misdemeanor tax charges and a gun-related felony. And the the plea deal fell apart because the defense thought that that would grant him immunity from future charges, including uh, uh, any failures to live up to the Foreign Agent Registration Act.
0: Yeah, in in other words, if we give you a break on these couple of small things here, we also can't bring charges on you on a great big deal. So the fact that you stole a car uh, and you admit to it, that way we can't take you to court for blowing up an entire car dealership.
1: Yes, sir. And the, uh, the defense said, well, this is part of the agreement. The Department of Justice said, oh, no, no. And in the process, they revealed that Hunter Biden may still be under investigation uh, for potentially violating foreign lobbying laws. And the reason why that's significant is because after the judge sent both sides back to the negotiation room, two weeks later, the House Oversight Committee released a banking memo with pretty staggering figures that showed that Hunter Biden and associates brought in uh, more than $20 million from Ukrainians, uh, Chinese, um, you know, Russians, all sorts of individuals during the president's time as vice president. And we know that at no time when he was doing business uh, with these foreign nationals did he ever register as a foreign agent as required.
0: And that's and so, huge. I mean, That is huge. That is huge. We, you know, we had Manafort from Trump's first campaign who went to jail for five years because he didn't do that.
1: Bingo. And so to back up a little bit here, um, the Foreign Agent Registration Act, which is known as FARA, that is something that was passed in the run-up to the First World War. Um, There are questions about its constitutionality even today, but the idea was that the United States government didn't want individuals working on behalf of foreign governments or foreign entities lobbying uh, the U.S. government without registering. And that sort of makes sense. Um, in the run-up to a, a big global conflict, in the decades since, Washington, D.C. lobbyists, they basically ignored this. No one registered for Farah, or if they did, um, they weren't taking it very seriously. Right. Farah became an instrument of enforcement for Special Prosecutor Mueller, like you noted, and he basically used Farah, which up until this point, um, you know the consequences were, were pretty uh, lax for not registering as a foreign agent. He used that law to turn the screws on folks in Trump's inner circle, like Paul Manafort, who was taking uh, millions of dollars from the Ukrainians, didn't register as a foreign agent, and then uh, was Trump's campaign chair in 2016. And so right now, you've got all of these Republicans saying, "Put together the pieces: the president's son was doing business with all of these." Um, foreign governments and foreign companies. He was making a tremendous amount of money. He and his business partner have you know, said that the last name, his last name was the most significant thing. Clearly, Hunter Biden did not register as a foreign agent. And the, these are sort of the pieces here uh, that are being put together by Republicans. And their main gripe is that there has been unequal enforcement when it comes to Farrah.
0: Well, let me back up to something you just said, and it was kind of in passing, and I don't want people to lose it. That it, that it looked like that Hunter was sitting there selling access and things like that. Uh, at the and at the end of the day, access to the Biden name, and people say, "Well, is that really that important?" It's very important. He had he had zero talents. He had no connection to any companies. Uh, that those governments were using, he had no office whereby he could exert favor from our government uh, back to those countries for whatever they did, but his dad could. And so he's selling access to his dad. Um, I I like one thing I saw in your article, which cracked me up, uh, because they said there's a GOP memo that details, among other payments, how in 2014 a Kazakhstani oligarch with close ties to the prime minister, wired $142,300, $142,300, to a bank account controlled by Hunter Biden, a sum that was the exact price of Biden's sports car. He must be driving as well as you are. So <laughs> he's
1: driving much better than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> but I'm pretty certain then in a straightaway um you know, I might uh, might get the jump on him for a little while. Sure. Uh, the, the, the Boxster um, that Hunter Biden drives is infamous now because there were photos of him uh, driving that vehicle through the Nevada desert at speeds in excess of 170 miles per hour, which I don't think I could catch him up to. But look, like, let's let's like, just take a step back and think about the fact that all of the country is angry about the way things are in Washington. All of these people who have done nothing wrong their entire lives, who have paid their taxes on time, see that not only is someone um, you know, sort of sidestepping some consequences when it comes to taxes, that's the impression on the right, um, they are also really frustrated that someone, through no sweat of his brow, just through his last name, is getting all of these lucrative contracts. And I've got to tell you, Pat, this is not just something that is unique to hunter biden washington dc is defined by pay to play right now um big tech lobbyists they have hired the daughters of majority leader chuck schumer in the senate to lobby folks and it's not a rebel republican versus democrat thing this is just the way it works in washington dc and that is very dangerous to institutions because then people start to question all right well what is the determining factor is it my vote or is the determining factor um, money and special interests cozying up to power
0: you know i had somebody say to me the other day they said i wish you get off this stuff you don't have any proof that hunter biden was selling access to his father to which i just asked the question please name for me one or two things Hunter Biden had that he could offer other governments for figures like twenty million dollars. Just name for me something. I say, what do you have that you could go to one of those countries and say, hey, for twenty million dollars, here's what I'll offer you. There's nothing. It had to be his now, dad.
1: Now House Republicans, um, they are in a bit of a pickle because, like all politicians, they're at risk of overpromising. You have uh chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer, arguing that these transactions necessarily mean that the former vice president was bribed. The problem with that type of language is, all right, well, if he accepted cash, he didn't accept it directly. And if he accepted it, how how did policy change? Now, you know, they'll point to the firing of the Ukrainian prosecutor looking into Burisma. Correct. um, But, if you're going to make an allegation of, of bribery, if you're going to try and sort of set the foundation for potentially impeachment, and that is the direction, that is the appetite that the um, you know, more, uh, more right-wing members of the House Republican Party have, then you, know, you, you need to be pretty clear about what it is that you're, you're pushing for. And right now, the White House response to this memo is there's no direct link to Joe Biden. Um, And they are falling back on their old line. Well, excuse me, their new old line, which is, you know, the president was not in business with his son.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So I'm not in business with my son. But if, in fact, some things that we've heard from some of the memos, and I have not seen or heard them, you've seen or heard a whole lot more than me. um, But we keep hearing this thing about don't forget that 10% of this goes to the big guy, uh, you know, and then, okay, so who's the big guy? Because Hunter Biden did not become a multimillionaire, which he is now, off of his salary as a senator, nor as his salary as Vice President of the United States for eight years, there had to be some other influx of money somewhere. And so you say, well, there's nothing to indict the president directly. If Hunter Biden is my son, and all at once over the course of a few weeks or months, he gives me $2 million. Wouldn't a logical question be, son, can't tell you how much I appreciate this, but how am I getting two million dollars? What are you doing?
1: That is, uh, it's, a, it's a loving like <laughs> son. Um,
0: That's a deranged son, is what that is. I think
1: that you know, if we if we look at this from a thirty thousand foot view, uh, not only did Hunter Biden enrich himself through what is clearly an access play, um, you know, this is something that members of Congress. Do all the time Uh, you have members of Congress who either go to Capitol Hill millionaires or they leave millionaires and um, you know this is because of the revolving door when it comes to lobbying this can also be because of some of um, you know some real malfeasance when it comes to investing Uh, this is really rather despicable stuff when you are entrusted with a public responsibility if either you or the people around you uh, sort of try and take advantage of that. And, and frankly, some of these same um, frustrations and arguments can be leveled against the, the children of the former president. Um, right now, Jared Kushner is in business with the Saudis. Uh, you know, Previously, during the last four years of the Trump administration, you had um, you know, special interest who, before lobbying the White House, would make certain that they would go to the Trump Hotel in Washington DC or that they would have memberships at Mar-a-Lago or Bedminster. Right. And, you know, they would try to uh, gain favor that way. This is the type of, you know, institutional rot that reformers always talk about that but, you know, never gets dealt with.
0: Yeah. If it gets settled on one side, it really does need to start being settled on both sides. Do you agree? Oh,
1: certainly. I mean, I think that, you know, both of our bias is towards good government and transparency. And, and frankly, um, right now, uh, we're, we're slowly getting more information. But, um, you know, if there are, are laws on the books, you know, they should be enforced equally, regardless of whether a Republican or Democrat is in office.
0: Real quick switch here. Um, I've only got about a minute and a half. Appreciate Philip Wegman being with us today from Real Clear Politics. Philip, in about two weeks is the first Republican presidential debate. Will Trump be on the stage, not on the stage? Who will be there? Who won't be? But do you think the time is now in place that if Trump is there, don't the other candidates kind of have to go after him in earnest? They
1: have to go after him in earnest, but I don't think that he's actually going to be there. I was looking at the RCP average, and if you look at Trump's lead, he's ahead by 39 points and that is almost
0: so why, exact, so why risk it right
1: why risk it but that is that's uh, not an exact but it's almost a mirror image of the democratic primary where president biden is ahead by 49 points his closest competition is rfk he, no one takes the democratic primary seriously the end result is almost guaranteed that biden will be the nominee but if you look at the republican side trump is leading by 39 points and ron DeSantis. Is at 15 points. RFK is at 13. I mean, unless something changes in that national polling, and obviously how that national polling translates to the states is going to be different in terms of, you know, get out the vote. But it's going to be really hard for some of these guys to go back to donors and say, you know, actually invest in me. I've got a chance at being the nominee.
0: I'll tell you what, when you're with me next week, we'll be one week away. How about we talk about it then, shall we? Yes, sir. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you being with us. Philip Wegman from Real Clear Politics. We'll be back with more straight.